Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Hey everybody, welcome back to Unapologetic. We appreciate you tuning in today. We're going to be talking about a newsworthy topic, and this um, really started happening a couple weeks ago, but uh, this is our first chance to come together and talk about it. And so we're going to be talking about the NFL player, Kari Willis, today and his choice to go into retirement so that he can pursue ministry rather than pursuing his NFL career. Mm-hmm. And, and in my experience of life, this is not the first athlete that had star quality and potential, extreme talent to be able to further his career, to take a step back and say, okay, even though I can do this, I feel called to this. I think that's the the big issue with Kari Willis. Um, just to kind of give those listeners, and, and we are, man, there's been so much newsworthy lately to talk about. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible to select one thing. I do feel like there are a plethora of podcasts at the moment and articles about um, the recent news of abortion. Just just as a side note to this discussion, Embrace Church uh, is pro-life and we support um, banning abortion uh, in the state of Mississippi, in the United States of America, and the world. We are pro-babies. Uh, we love babies. We believe conception begins and the heart of God before even in the flesh of human. Um, so we, we affirm what has happened, but we also, on the backside of that, uh, grieve with women who have had abortions, who realize the mistake that they've made, the sin that they've committed. Uh, there, is, there is hope in Christ. There is forgiveness with God. And so we are along their side as well. Um, I personally believe that... Uh, any form of abortion through any circumstance is wrong. Amen. So anyway, so that's that's a side note. Again, it's kind of hard with everything that's going on, but but because there's so much talk about that, we do want to to give that a break and look at Kari Willis, who uh, plays for the Colts. The Indianapolis Colts are played for them. Right. At 26 years old, uh, has four years of professional experience. He was drafted. In round four, 109th overall in 2019 in the NFL draft, uh, he went to Michigan State, uh, was his college. But this is, this is, I think, a little bit more, whoa, <laughs> um, in my opinion. His contract of four years was $3,287,104. His signing bonus was $767,104. His average salary was $821,776. His total guarantees, again, is the same as the signing bonus, $767,104, and uh, would be a free agent next year in 2023. This guy was a starter. Um, He started, I think, 33 out of 39 games. Uh, So he definitely was not a bench warmer. But uh, this, I I make, I make all of that very clear to say, 
Kyrie, you ain't going to make that kind of money in ministry, (laughs) number one. But what you will be storing up in choosing ministry is far greater than the $3.2 million above than what your contract would say. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of mind-blowing to see somebody offer that kind of money and still choose ministry. It's it's very against the flow, Mm -hmm. uh, very not what you would expect to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He, he he actually said um, in this statement that I've got in front of me, uh, a Kyrie Willis, a safety for the Annapolis Colts, told his followers on Instagram, and when this was done, the it was yesterday, whenever yesterday was, whenever this was this article was written, uh, that he is retiring from the NFL. He said that he made the decision after much prayer and thought and will spend the rest of his life advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's talked about his Christian faith in interviews and speeches, and so it's not that he was hiding his Christian faith. It's not that he was deflecting it or even attempting just to use his Christian faith in the realms of his athletic tenure. Um, But he's decided, and I don't know if Tim Tebow can be classified in the same group, but I don't know if Tim Tebow wanted necessarily to retire for the sake of preaching the gospel. He kind of combined both of them together. Right. But this guy made the conscious choice to say, I'm going to devote the rest of my life to, to furthering the kingdom of God. And so I guess in his, in his mind, in his calling, um, playing football was a hindrance to that in, in some way for him. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think he made the great choice. Yeah, I think so too. So let's take a minute and and think about this. So what we're doing in this podcast is we're a cul- um, addressing culture's difficult questions mm-hmm. with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so, what kind of question arises out of this? I think the greatest question is: Did he make the right decision? Is this the right route for him to go? And if if I'm a Christian who feels called to ministry, but I have, you know, a, um, a career elsewhere, mm-hmm. is it the right decision for me? Mm-hmm. To, to follow his example. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that th- there's a lot that's packed into that. And so when a, first and foremost, Charles Spurgeon said, if God calls you to be a, a pastor, don't stoop to be a king. In other words, the highest calling there is to receive and follow the calling of God in your life more so than a career choice. Does that mean everybody who has a calling should step away from their career? And Eli, I know that you're familiar with some of these terms. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with these terms, but there is full-time vocational ministry to where a person would be in full-time ministry, meaning that financially they are supported by an income that is sourced through the ministry that they are a part of. Uh, There have been moments in my life to where I have been uh, fully vocational in ministry. I am now. But there's also been times to where I have been um, bivocational. Bivocational, obviously, by definition, two vocations. I've been trivocational <laughs> at times in my life Amen. just to make ends meet. And so there there have been times to where I, I worked two jobs and served as either associate pastor or youth minister, or even pastor, lead pastor of a church, just because the supplement of income through the church ministry wasn't enough to take care of the needs of my family. So in those situations, bivocationally means I need 
something to supplement income. I'm not called to that, but I need that because your job is a ministry for the needs of your family to be met. And that's the best way to see job anyway. Uh, but then there is co-vocational, uh, which has the idea, and this is one of the newer terms, um, or at least new to me, co-vocational meaning that I have a job uh, that is secular, that provides a source of income for me. But even if my ministry position provided enough uh, income to provide for the source of my family, or needs of my family, I would still do that secular job because that secular job provides opportunity of ministry for me. Right. So co-vocational is I, I want both jobs or, or both opportunities. I don't like calling ministry a job. It's a calling um, but I'm, I'm, bivoc- I'm, I'm co-vocational because I'm doing this because it's an outreach for me through my ministry and I have ministry supplement. Bivocational, then I need the extra income or, or full vo- vocation. This guy, he's come from uh, probably the completion of a four, three or four-year contract of $3.2 million. I don't know what his lifestyle was, but I would dare think that if I had $3.2 million in four years, I wouldn't have to work for a few years. And right. I could focus and dedicate all of my time for that. Now to say, does everybody need to do that if they have a calling? I think, no, you need to pray through co-vocational, bivocational, and full-time uh, vocational ministry. Right. Yeah, I think so too. I think looking at looking at his story and what happened for him, so I've actually got a quote here. Um, from one of his coaches on an article on ESPN. I'd love to read it real quick. <clears throat> the coach says, we're thankful and appreciative of Kari's contributions to the Colts, both on and off the field over the last three seasons. Kari's character, leadership, and professionalism will be missed in our locker room, as will his play on Sundays. I admire and respect his decision to transition into the next stage of his life in ministry, and my prayers will always be with him. And I think that it's absolutely awesome mm-hmm. to look at this as testimony. So where, you know, obviously he wasn't satisfying the calling that was on his life by playing football. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't serving God in his time playing oh, football. Yeah. So he was using that as a platform to have the coach say, this guy's leadership and professionalism in the locker room Mm-hmm. That's crazy to because mm-hmm. I through high school I was an athlete and I know the locker room is a crazy place where mm-hmm. you get a bunch of boys together and boys are being boys mm-hmm. you know and so to have a testimony saying in the locker room this dude was a leader and he had professionalism in the locker room mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. awesome to see that and so to see that that his heart was to serve even through that just makes me think of Colossians chapter three verse twenty three and twenty four it says whatever you do do your work heartily as to the Lord rather than to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is in the Lord Christ whom you serve. Yeah. And so to see that he was doing that through football, but still he wasn't satisfying the calling in his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- this, this is something that happens um, in a person who, like Kyrie Willis, who feels the, the calling away from, and, and I'm going to assume it's something that he loved to do, I mean, you don't play, you don't play professional sports because it's a duty to you. Right. You know, you you feel like you're talented in that. <clears throat> Other people have encouraged that. You you must appreciate it and enjoy that. So, for him to step away from something that he does already have Christian influence in, 
and possibly enjoys, I think there comes a time in a, in a person's life and their calling to where they come to the conclusion, I want to do this full time. I want to give all of my attention to this. Is everybody allowed to do that? Maybe not, but God granted him that ability. And I think that, you know, you talked about Colossians 3. I think about Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, where Paul says, by the way, who was bivocational? Right. Paul the apostle. He, he was a tent maker and he was an apostle and church planner and missionary and, and, and led training for other pastors, Timothy and Titus. So I mean, he, had, yeah. he had a lot of things he was doing. But uh, even even to the letters that he wrote to the church at Corinth, and he says, I'm not going to be a burden on you. I'm going to continue to make these tents. He knew the, that that was happening there. But um, this, this, this burden comes so strongly on an individual to where they say, I want to do this full time, may not have the opportunity to do this full time. He did. And so I think for a person who feels called to the ministry and wants to do something in a full time way, then you have to be patient and wait on the God of the full time to show up and say, okay, I'm providing resources for that to happen. Right. Yeah, I definitely think so too. And so when Paul says in Philippians one twenty one, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain, meaning all of my attention, focus, and efforts is going to be toward this one matter. Even he says in 1 Corinthians 9, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel of Christ. I thank God for this professional football player who and, and I think this is the underlying statement, Eli. He valued the kingdom of God above the NFL, above popularity, above a continued million dollars of salary, right. above all of the endorsements, above uh, you know any kind of <clears throat> status of Hall of Fame, All Star contracts with different right. companies. He he values his Christianity greater than any of that, and and so one thing that I I love to teach athletes that that I have influence over is that Luke chapter nine verse twenty four. What does the profit of man if he gain the whole world but lose his soul or be a castaway? It's much more important that you value the things God values because when you do that, then Number one, God's going to take care of every need you have, but also you're going to be most satisfied when God is most glorified in your life. And that's a John Piper quote, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. He's a smart dude. John Piper? Yeah. yeah he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if, if you are listening to this podcast right now and, and you're a Christian who has felt the calling and you're struggling on whether or not you're going to be um, bivocational, co-vocational, uh, full-time ministry, you know, and you're, and you're trying to figure all that out. Uh, and maybe you're, you're in a position right now to where you're fighting a call to ministry and you're running from a call to ministry. I just want you to hear this scripture right here from Romans chapter 11, verse 29. In the KJV, it says, uh, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But in the NASB, he says, the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Mm-hmm. So neither you or God can revoke the calling that is on your life. God is not repenting. From, God's not going to say, you know what, maybe you're not the right person for this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what, I see that you love your career so much, I'm not going to call you to this anymore. Mm-hmm. God, God doesn't repent once he's putting a calling on your life. Mm-hmm. And so if you're fighting a call to ministry, don't fight it. I would say with prayer and with time, find out whether you're going to be bivocational or full-time ministry or co-vocational and, mm-hmm. and uh, just seek the Lord on that. But don't don't fight that call to ministry. 
go all in on that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and just a word of advice on the side of that. Remember Jonah. Right. You, 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 you fight the calling of God. Um, and even in, con- in, in the, the context of that writing that Paul is, is writing to the church at Rome, um, Elijah thought that he was the only one and God had 7,000 men who had not bowed the knee to Baal. Right. Um, there are others who you can see that is living this thing out faithfully and God is taking care of them through this process as well. But you, you can't, you can't, when God places a call on a person's life and supplies them with the giftings that fulfill that calling. And by the way, calling plus gifting equals a place to serve. I don't like necessarily use the, the word position because some people are just going after a position only, but a place to serve a place of service. Um, I'll never forget whenever I was at Delta State University, the Lord placed a call on my life and I was running from it and uh, just doing some stupid things that I thought God was going to say, all right, you're too dirty now. I'm not going to not going to continue to push this on you. And it's well before I ever even knew there was a Romans chapter 11, (laughs) barely knew there was a Romans, but uh, in the in the Bible. But the Lord spoke to me uh, clearly, I, I mean, almost as audible as what I'm speaking now. And that, that may freak some people out. I don't care. It's what happened. But um, God sp- said to me, I knew you was broke when I bought you. Just as clear as day, he spoke that to me. And uh, in that moment, I realized he's not going to quit. <laughs> he's chasing me down and he's a lot faster than I am. And so I've got to I've got to find a place of relent for this. And in that moment of complete surrender, is where I felt the 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 removal of the burden that seemed to be crushing me. So I agree with you. If God's calling you to to ministry, um, Spurgeon's words: "Don't stoop for anything else." Right. You know, relent to that. Um, thank God for that, that he saw fit to use you, uh, which oftentimes is a broken vessel. And that's what, that's what uh, Kyrie Willis is, knows already or, or will learn in this ministry. I'm, I'm going to be excited to see how, uh, let, let's just do this, Eli. There's two guys. There's Kyrie Willis, four years NFL, $3.2 million, great testimony, gets the news headlines. I prayed, I thought. God's called me to do this. I'd rather invest in the kingdom the rest of my life. And some guy who nobody knows who will surrender to a call in Podunk Baptist Church in the country somewhere. Right. And some group of guys lays hands on that fella, prays over him, and he starts a ministry. <clears throat> who do you think is going to get more opportunity? At least immediately. Right. right. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm excited to see what all opportunity Kyrie Willis is going to get as a result of this, mm-hmm. as opposed to the guy who is a nobody in a nowhere who has a calling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes I think, I think fleshly we can provide places for people to be heard, but even in all of that, you can't discount the Holy Spirit who can provide places for people to be heard that otherwise wouldn't be I'll tell heard. you what. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I, I think this is going to be a, a neat thing to watch. Um, I pray for him. I pray for 
uh, his future in ministry. I pray that his ministry be legit and last a long time and be more than a flash in the pan, but leave a long time legacy for those around. Something that we don't do um, on podcasts, let's pray that God use this man in a unique way for for the changing of nations for the kingdom of God. Let's do it. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and lift up Kyrie Willis. God, we pray your anointing and blessing over his life. God, the opportunities that come his way, I know are going to be many. Uh, His name is in the headlines. We're talking about him in Forest, Mississippi, because this is newsworthy. And so, Father, I pray that you place your hands all over his heart, his mind, his mouth, his hands, his influences, his relationships, that every platform you give him may be a platform he uses for the gospel so that lost people come to know you as personal Savior and those who do know you may grow in their faith because of your calling and placement over his life. Lord, you say in Romans chapter 8 that uh, even more than just that passage, Romans, Romans chapter 10, that, Lord, you call people to be preachers of the gospel, um, and and Lord, you send out preachers so that the those who desperately need to hear can hear. So Lord, use this man, use him in a mighty way. God, I pray that you would use him to lead, not just lead from the stage or behind a pulpit, but lead as he's led in locker rooms. Let him lead in, in young men's lives. And God, I pray that you just place your hands over him for a supernatural time and a supernatural effort for a supernatural purpose. We love you, God, and we thank you for that. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.